designer. My name is Jake from Graphic Precision. Today, you just get me. Carl is actually really, really busy trying to get ready for his wedding. He's getting married in a couple days, so congratulations to him. And that's why you have just me today. He's uh, off doing what he needs to do for his wedding. So why don't we just jump right into design news today? So first of all, I wanted to talk about a conference that is coming up in October. It's actually October 15th to the 17th of this year in Los Angeles, California. What it is, is it's the Adobe Max Conference. The Adobe Max Conference is probably Adobe's biggest creative conference that they have every year. Um, it covers everything from graphic design to photography to development. Basically anything to do with Adobe programs, Adobe software, and what creatives do with that software. Um, they also have classes on some of their marketing tools and other business tools that they have. But specifically, it, it's really an overall conference for everything Adobe. And I went back in 2008 to the uh, Adobe Max conference, and that was actually when they had first bought Macromedia and had brought Macromedia in to kind of figure out the development, uh, web development side and things like that. So when I went, it wasn't what it is now. I mean, it was 10 years ago, so of course it's not. But basically what it was is it was more on the development side. So as a print designer, I kind of felt out of place. They hadn't quite gotten into making it more of the overall creative conference that it is now and more of what Adobe has to offer. So I, I really hope to get back there at some point. But the reason I wanted to talk about it is they've made the announcement for who the keynote speakers are going to be. And they've got some pretty big names coming this year. Um, they have uh, Tiffany Haddish, who's a actress and comedian. She specifically looks like she's going to be dealing with the sneaks. And the sneaks are basically um, things that have to do with upcoming software, upcoming processes and, and, and things like that that they plan to release as part of Adobe. Um, some of it does come about, some of it doesn't. I mean, some of it, they may not find that it works as well as they thought it would, and it might not come out. So she's actually going to be working on that part of the keynote. Um, we also have Nicola Scott, who is a comic book artist. Um, she's an Australian comic book artist who has worked on characters such as Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. So that's kind of cool to see what she's going to bring to the table. And then we got the photographer, Albert uh, Watson. Um, he made his mark as one of the most successful and prolific photographers since he began in the 1970s. <clears throat> Excuse me, in 1970s. He has done more than 100 covers for Vogue. So he obviously has quite the uh, extensive work for commercial. And he has also directed more than 100 television commercials. So that's pretty impressive, too. But the one that really, really stood out to me was Ron Howard. Um, they have had producers and directors come before. They actually had Tarantino, I believe, last year. So Ron Howard is actually coming to do the keynote this year for Adobe Max. So that's kind of cool, um, especially if you like his style of uh, doing movies, which he's done Frost Nixon. Cinderella Man, A Beautiful Mind, Apollo 13, The Da Vinci Code. So he's done quite a bit. And uh, if you don't know who he is, definitely look him up. But I'm sure you do. So he's going to actually be doing the keynote this year along with those other ones. So that's kind of cool. So I wanted to share that news. I've also got one other news item um, also related to Adobe. And this one actually has to do with 
they're Adobe fonts. Um, if you're not aware, they have a special program they use called Typekit. And as part of Typekit, you can actually sync the fonts from computer to computer. So I, I find that that works really well if I'm collaborating with people, make sure that we all have the same fonts. Or if I'm working on two different computers on the same program or the same project. So for example, if I'm working on something on my desktop and then I travel and I want to finish that project up or, or work on that project a little bit with my laptop, I can actually make sure that the fonts are exactly the same and they're all synced through the type kit. So basically what Adobe announced is they announced that they have added 665 new fonts to Creative Cloud. Um, specifically the one that actually I thought was kind of funny and stands out to me is uh, they released the font that was used for the title for Stranger Things. So that's going to be part of that update. Um, they've also added a ton of other fonts um, specifically from Monotype. So that, that's really cool. It's going to be 41 different type families. Um, so I would definitely check that out. But the other thing that they, they uh, announced as well is that they plan to release some type of type innovation tool for Illustrator CC and InDesign, which will allow users to seamlessly browse, filter, and sort through roughly 9,000 fonts on the Adobe Typekit. So that's going to be kind of interesting because... Again, that's going to really help you keep your fonts in an organized way. And if you need to make sure that other people that you're working with that use Typekit have the same fonts, it's all through Typekit. So it's very easy to sync and make sure everybody's on the, the same page with their fonts. But more importantly, it's going to be really interesting to see how this new tool works within the programs to make it easier to search for these fonts. So I look forward to seeing what happens with that. So those are the two news items I have this week, and let's jump right into the topic that I want to talk about. So the topic that I want to talk about has to do with job security. Job security, in my mind, is totally an illusion. It, it's something that people think is there and isn't necessarily there, and they really need to be careful of that. I think especially in the creative field, it tends to be uh, very difficult to make sure that you have job security. So what is job security? Job security, according to businessdiction.com or businessdictionary.com, is assurance that an employee has about the continued gain. All right, let me try that again. Assurance that an employee has a continual gainful employment for his or her work life. So I, I think basically it comes down to believing that you have a job that's going to be there every morning when you go to work and is going to continue to be there going forward. What makes it an illusion? I think what makes it an illusion is the fact that you think that it's going to be there. I mean, you don't have that control. If you're working for somebody else, and I'm not discouraging people from working for somebody else. This is just, I just want to have this discussion with the fact that you need to keep your eyes open. The fact that you may have a job now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to be there. And you can't rely on that. And you can't sit back and allow that to be a problem if for some reason the business 
has a bad couple of years or the business needs to lay people off or something happens and, and the business completely shuts down. You don't have the control over that. And I think that's important to realize is that if you work for somebody else, somebody else makes that decision for you, whether it's the boss right above you or whether it's their boss. I mean, there may be several levels to get to where you are. And you don't have control over the bigger business decisions that may affect your job. Now, as you work your way up in a company, you may get to the point where you're at a much higher level and you may have some control over that. But unless you own the business, you really don't have that control. I mean, look at some of the biggest businesses in the world and the fact that they have a board. And then also we hear that a CEO gets fired or a CEO is let go because the business didn't do as well. They're the CEO of a company. You would think that they would have more control over and have more job security. But honestly, I don't if they're answering to a board. Now, again, I'm not discouraging people from working for somebody else. I just think you need to be aware that job security is not what it used to be. It used to be that job security was all about going and getting a job, having a 401k, having your health care, and knowing that job was going to be there from day to day. Now, people born in the U.S. the first two decades after World War II, what we call the baby boomers, enjoyed a period of huge economic growth, and there were a ton of jobs available. So according to the U.S. Census Bureau, jobs grew 1.7 times faster than the population from 1948 to 2000. So right there, if somebody went to school, got a degree, the chances were a job was available for them. That changed. around. It basically became different um, since 2000. Since 2000, again, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, population has grown 2.4 times faster than positions are available. So the problem is that people that were going to school, going to college, had this misconception that when they got out of college, they were going to have a job. Well, things changed, and that's not the case anymore. It's not the case that it's guaranteed a job and that you're going to have one when you get out of college or, or even have one if you don't go to college. I, I think that's really what changed in our economy is that the population grew faster than the job market. So that's really something that caused a lot of things to change, and I think the younger population has realized that that's not the case now. Now, of course, they're not happy about it. And who would be? They, they had all these things told to them before they went to school that they were going to have a job and they were promised all these things. And when they got out of school, it wasn't true. And it's unfortunate that that change happened, but it changed. It, it, it's all there. Like you can't, we can't fix that problem really. So what they had to do is figure out what can they do. So some of the solutions they came up with were to start their own companies. And that's why you see a lot of startups and you see a lot of app developers and you see a lot of businesses like that that have opened up because they realized that they don't, one, they don't want to work for somebody else because again, they don't have that control. And two, they've realized that they may not be able to find that job working for somebody else. So why not create their own job? Um, I, I think the way the business world changed, it kind of made it better for creatives. It made it better for developers because 
it really pushed the market into that area. And people started coming up with more creative ways to run a business or to have a business. Um, things like Airbnb came about, things like Uber, like obviously all of those businesses were all about creatively disrupting some type of other business. So that, that was really cool for things like that to happen. But again, it's about developing a business so that you have a job. Other things you can do, so say you do work for somebody else and you are okay with that, you're happy with that, and you, you feel like you have a good job and you, you know that job's going to be there, you or you think that job's going to be there, and you really hope it is. There are some things you can do to kind of not protect yourself, but kind of make it so that you're not always relying on that job for your livelihood. Um, it's funny because Carl and I talked a couple episodes back about not having just one client, not just relying on that one client to make your business successful. So why do we rely on that one employer to make our lives successful? It's really much, very much the same thing. So what people recommend that you do is that you come up with some type of side gigs, things that you're really passionate about that you can turn into some type of business venture, whether it's passive income that you figure out how to develop so that you don't have to work as hard. But more importantly, you don't have to rely on that illusion of having job security. If you have a side gig and you have passive income and something happens with your job, that gives you a little more security so that you're not completely out of work. Like you have something on the side. So again, it's very much like a business where you don't want to have just one big client. You want to have a variety of clients. So think about it that way. Your business is just, your sorry, your employer is just one area of making income. So figure out how to do other things, figure out how to make money selling things on the side, figure out how to make money doing t-shirts or, or other creative elements, figure out how to, I don't know, do coaching or maybe some teaching. Find something that you're passionate about that you don't mind working on after you have to do the nine to five, which we all know nine to five, you can get home, you're tired, but you got to remember that you really want to have that other income and that other security around you that's not just that one job from one employer another thing you can do obviously is start your own business because if you start your business and you own your business you have the control you decide how much work you want to put into that business you decide how much income you need to get out of that business and you decide if it's working or not and if it's not working you have the responsibility to yourself to figure out how to adjust, how to fix it so that your business can continue to be successful. But again, it's all about you're, you're the one that's in control. You're the one that's actually making it so that you have income. That's one of the things that I realized when I spent 20 years working for somebody else. Um, it was a variety of different businesses. Again, I wasn't in a situation where I worked for the same person for 20 years. That all changed too. Like it, I, unfortunately, I think there is not as much loyalty on the side of employers, but there's also not as much loyalty on the, the side of employees. So that has caused people to jump around to different 
businesses and work for different people more often than it used to be. I mean, my dad worked for travelers for 25 years and then retired from there. Now, I think he was in a situation where he was kind of pushed to retire because they were closing the office. So I don't know, you could say he retired or he got laid off. It depends on how you look at it. But he worked for the same company for quite a long time. My grandfather did the same thing. He worked for the same company for years and years and years. That doesn't happen as much anymore. And part of that is there's not the same pension plans. There's not the same incentives to stay at a company. And part of that is the companies need to be profitable. So they've had to figure out how to cut things. But again, it goes both ways. I don't think that employees are as loyal as they used to be to companies. I think they are always chasing the next thing. They're always chasing the next bigger amount of money or, or the bigger title or the bigger opportunity. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think that's what's caused businesses to look at that and say, okay, maybe we need to be careful and not pay somebody a ton of money and have them walk away two years later because they're not going to stay and they're not going to be as loyal. So they got to protect themselves as well. So that that's something you need to, to think about as well is that you may not be at the same company because I wasn't. I, I bounced around to several different print shops. Part of that, again, was I had that mentality that I wanted to learn different types of printing. I worked in a stationary place for a while, and then I went to commercial printing, and then I went to label converting. So I wanted to learn different things. That's why I jumped around. But then I eventually realized that I didn't want to work for somebody else because I didn't want to always have that in the back of my mind of, am I going to have a job tomorrow, especially when I saw things with that business that got stressful, that got tough, that you weren't sure if it was going to be there a month from now. That was a lot of stress that I didn't have any control over, and that was tough to deal with. So I realized that I was better off starting my own business. Now, back to what I was talking about with solutions, I had started doing stuff on the side. I designed my first logo, oh, maybe 15, 16 years ago. And then I was doing business cards and I was doing brochures and I was doing other logos. and th But I was doing that on the side as a side gig to kind of generate some other income. And that's what made me realize that I could jump to that full time. Now, I was kind of pushed into that. And I'm thankful for that because I, I always kind of sat back and said, all right, well, this, this is the easier thing to do is to go work for somebody else. It definitely was the easier thing to do, but it wasn't the most secure thing to do. I feel more secure in my job now, now that I run it myself, than I ever did working for somebody else. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not feeling secure working for somebody else. Again, I'm not a proponent that everybody has to own their own business. Not everybody's cut out for it. But I just want people that have businesses, or sorry, that work for businesses to realize that they need to think about it like they own a business, that they can't have that one employer, that one client. They need to figure out where they can find other ways to make money. So I've been through it. I totally understand the security of of having a 401k, of having health insurance all built into what you get paid. But I will tell you that running your own business, you have you can have all of that as well. Now, does it is it more difficult? Absolutely. Like I have 
I had to go and talk to somebody about setting it up an RRI, sorry, IRA. And then I also had to go talk to somebody about health insurance. And those are things that I had to deal with on my own because I own my own business. But again, I have never felt more secure than I do working for myself because I control my time. I control the clients I work with. I control how much work I need to do to keep my overhead the way I want it. And I control how much money I make. It's really important that you think about that. Job security is not what it used to be. And that's why the title of this this podcast is Job Security is an Illusion. I think a lot of people still believe that job security is a thing. And I think they really need to be careful with that. Because at no point are you in control of your job when you work for somebody else. Now, can you control how well you do your job and how well you stand out and make that employer feel like you are irreplaceable? Absolutely. But it doesn't matter when it ultimately comes down to it. You are replaceable. That's just the way it is when you work for somebody else. So just think about that when you're working for somebody else, that maybe it's a good idea to kind of pursue a side gig or pursue a passion project, and maybe that'll turn into something that can give you passive income or, or, or uh, semi-passive income or it will turn into a business in the long run for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Think about that and just realize that job security is not what it used to be. Things have changed, and you need to be aware of that. So that, that's what I wanted to share with you guys. I just wanted to kind of put that out there. I'd be curious what your thoughts are on the whole job security thing. If you have any feedback, please let us know. You can go over to Facebook and look for the link for episode 172. And you can leave us a comment on Facebook as to what your thoughts are on job security. Are you working for somebody else in the creative field? Do you feel like that job is secure? And I'd be curious to hear what you guys have to say. Did you start your own business because that's the job security you want? Let me know. So again, go over to uh, facebook.com slash rookie designer and you will see the link for the show. And the show notes are actually at rookiedesigner.com slash rd172 for episode 172. And that's where you'll find the links to the design news, links to what we're going to talk about next, which is my rookie recommendation. My rookie recommendation this week is a backup software called GoodSync. I've used GoodSync for a couple years now to backup my network um, attached storage system to other services, whether it's in the cloud or whether it's a physical um, hard drive. And I think it works great. It has the ability to link to things like Dropbox, so you could actually pull Dropbox down as a backup directly. You don't have to sit there and deal with folders and all that stuff. But what I like about it is it's really simple. It's You can either do backups, you can do syncing. Um, it, it works really, really well. I've used it for years. I've used it to basically backup so that I have on-site backup, off-site backup, um, Again, that's always important to make sure that, yeah, it's good to back up your server, but make sure your backup of the server is not the same place as your server because God forbid something happens and the house burns down or 
your office catches on fire or or you get a flood or something else that or somebody comes in and steals the hard drive like you, you never know what's going to happen so it's good to have offsite as well so for example i have a space that i share with a client of mine that i work with and i can go in and, and use that space for meetings and stuff like that so i actually keep one of my backups there so that it's off-site. So something ever happens to my normal office, I have another way of getting my files. I have also have um, a lot of stuff on Dropbox as well as my backup. But the nice thing with GoodSync is it's a really easy software to use to keep everything in sync, keep everything backed up the way it needs to be. So I highly recommend you check that out. Um, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for that. And their website is goodsync.com. But again, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So this episode's a little shorter than what we've done in the past. Part of that is it's just me. Carl, again, is getting ready for his wedding. He gets married on Thursday. So if you guys could, go on to uh, Facebook and just reach out to him and say congratulations. He's really excited. And then I think he's heading off to Scotland after that. So there may be a couple more episodes of just myself. There may be a a guest co-host if I can work that out. So we'll see what happens with that. So I think that's everything for this week. Appreciate you guys listening. Again, if you're trying to find anything related to Rookie Designer, just go to rookiedesigner.com. You can find all our social links there. You can find out how to subscribe to our podcast, which, again, if you are subscribed through Apple Podcasts, I'd really appreciate it if you could go on, find the podcast, leave us a review, We love to get those reviews, and it helps um, Apple know that we are a relevant podcast and that it's a podcast that they should share with their listeners. Um, The other thing is share with your friends. If you have other friends that do design or do creative stuff or even other people that are just business owners, I'd really appreciate it if you could share a podcast with them. I think that's everything for this week. Thanks for listening. And remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. 